ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I want to preach or begin preaching a new series in the uh, long-running series, the Praying Through the Bible series. And right now, the title of this sermon and message and series is God's answer to Paul's prayer about the thorn in his flesh. And I want to change that to the prayer that God will refuse to answer for every child of God. Everybody is going to have a thorn in the flesh to keep you humble and keep you praying and keep you acknowledging Him. The prayer that God will refuse to answer for every saint of God, for every, especially those in the ministry. Praying through the Bible, number 491. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. And by the way, this is very important for the minister of God because God allows you to hear things from heaven that other men don't hear, other men don't see. And if you're not careful, uh, you can get the big head. You can become proud and arrogant because of the revelations that you receive that others don't receive. In fact, you have been given the privilege to tell others uh, what God has given to you from heaven. And you know God gave it to you because you don't have the knowledge or the wisdom to even begin to speak on those things. And God, and so, let me just back up a little bit because on this thorn in the flesh thing, I believe that every saint will have something like that in their lives to remind them of uh, that they're just human and they need God. And I believe that, that many people that we see sometimes with uh, out of this world uh, trouble uh, and 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 even makes us feel sorry for them uh, people who are paralyzed and so forth 
and uh, handicapped, as we call it in some way. Um, uh, a lot of that for the child of God is a thorn in the flesh. Uh, for some ministers, it may be somebody in the family who's a thorn in the flesh. I have definitely seen my wife that way down through the years. And, uh, and I have told her, I, I, I'm sure, no doubt, I would have never done as much for the Lord without her being a thorn in the flesh. And yet, like Paul, I have prayed for her not to be that. Her life would have been better, and my children's lives would have been better. Now, my life has been fine. I, I, I do not let, I'm wired in such a way by the grace of God that I don't let people, family members included, hinder me from doing what God has called me to do. And you, uh, by the grace of God, uh, and with his help, should not let others hinder you from serving the Lord. So, uh, back to the text, the messenger of Satan. See, So, uh, this comes from the devil. God allows it because God is good. He does not cause evil things to happen to us. He will allow things. He will allow me to have a wife who has not supported me over the past 34 years as she should have. God will allow my children to even uh, allow me to see my children not be loved by their mother. I know that makes some of you uncomfortable but here's what I do know also. There are many lonely women tonight who are listening to me right now. Uh, they know this is true because they ran off their own husband and have uh, not controlled themselves and submitted themselves so as to make sure their children had a father in the home because they wanted to be footloose and fancy free. And uh, they ran off what God gave them. And now they don't have anybody else uh, to be in the bed with them tonight. You see, I, I, I never worry about women uh, totally forsaking me when I tell the truth to women because I believe women crave the truth from a man. Uh, and I do know that there are husbands out there living with women right now and instead of the wife being a blessing and a helpmeet, she is a thorn in the flesh sent by Satan. And now, preacher, man, or man, brother man, it, uh, it's up to you what you're going to do with that. Either, you, either you're just going to get frustrated, 
and be weak about it and run away from it or you're going to be a man and you're going to deal with the situation at hand. And if you tell her the truth about herself, oh yes, there would be some frosty moments and you, but you insist on her doing her job. First, being a helpmeet to you and uh, a mother to your children. And, uh, and you stay in that marriage and you make it work by the grace of God with you as the authority figure. Because God made you the authority. That's all you have to remember, brother man, pastor man. All you have to remember is that God put you in charge. If uh, if she can't deal with that, that's on her. And so, if that is the case, you stay there and you deal with it. And as I said, there are women who are hungry for the truth. Most women are stubborn and proud and rebellious and want to be footloose and fancy free today. But if she wants to be a wife she and a mother, then that's what uh, she needs to do. She needs to submit herself to her husband, listen to her husband whether she likes it or not. And her husband has way more power than her father ever had and way more authority. And so, uh, and welcome it. Don't try to uh, uh, make God take it away. You, you, uh, you, you work with it. You deal with it. You stay with it. And uh, let God do his work in you. And it's how you respond, how you react to it. Because, see, you, you must remember this message right here, the messenger of Satan. You must understand that Satan, Satan does not care. Now, right at this moment, my wife is doing what she's supposed to do. Before this moment or before this service, not so. After this service, probably not so. But that's how I have viewed it down through the years. And she has, she has been the only, so far, thorn, a thorn in the flesh. And I, I got some of her family members uh, who are a little, I guess, a uh, little thorns so far. And, and a few others. But that's just the, that's, that comes with the territory. Uh, you don't need to throw up your hands and quit. They can quit if they want to, but uh, you, you should not throw up your hands and quit. You stay in there and be the preacher that God called you to preach, to be. And uh, you preach the word in season and out of season. And hopefully it will help them. 
uh, if they let it. The messenger of Satan. That's what a thorn of the flesh is. So it can be, uh, as we will see, uh, blindness, a partial blindness for Paul, or some kind of handicap, uh, some kind of financial, permanent financial struggles, where you you don't have a whole lot of money like others. God allows, God never allows you to rest on a bank full of money. It could be that. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought thee, Lord, thrice. That it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Have you ever done that, by the way? Uh, My wife and I, we had some trouble yesterday uh, with a vehicle. And uh, my my wife would tell you because she's uh, she she has seen this and all of my children would tell you. Uh, I don't get mad and angry when things like a flat tire happens or a radiator problem or anything like that. I just start praying, and the first thing I say, and this has been the case for over the past forty three years, by the grace of God, and it's only Him. The first thing I say, my wife has been a witness to it many times, my children too, is I thank the Lord for allowing uh, me to use that car for hundreds of days without any problems. If anything breaks down, like this situation tonight with the, uh, uh, the double speak, the echo. Uh, I believe the devil is behind it. And, and the devil wants to try to keep me from preaching because we have that echo. I, I just say thank the Lord for the thousands of days we didn't have that problem. And I thank God for the health and strength that if I have, a, if I get up, Lord willing, I'm going to be here tomorrow uh, earlier. Uh, so prepare for that. Uh, it'll be around 10 o'clock in the morning if the Lord tarries is coming and we live. That's central time, 11 o'clock Eastern time. A video will come up at 12 o'clock automatically, uh, central time. But I will be with you if the Lord tarries is coming and we live and I stay healthy. Because uh, sometimes now, uh, you know, um, I have to take a break. As uh, after preaching for nearly every day for seven years, but Lord willing, I plan on being here tomorrow morning, ten o'clock Central Time, eleven o'clock Eastern Time. And if we still have the echo, so be it. 
Because I thank God for the thousands of days we didn't have the echo. And I have my uh, technician son and others working on it. Uh, I'm sure they, they will fix it eventually. They're still working on it. And I'm told that uh, there's still a problem with the echo, but everything else is working out fine. And as I was sharing with you, as I was sharing with you, I thank God for the health and strength that I have, whereas the sermon I preached on Sunday had an echo, so I'm going to preach it again this coming Sunday. If the Lord Terrace is coming and uh, we live, uh, my son Daniel Ezekiel, who works on these things, uh, I is uh, had to go to the bathroom. The so hopefully he'll get it squared away. Um, but let me just tell you this. Have you ever had those moments with God and God has done something with you and God has, because of a little thorn in the flesh or a problem or issue, and you may not know why God was doing that or allowing that to happen, allowing that to happen. And then in the midst of it, while you're praying, God shows you why. My wife and I were out in the country, in the middle of nowhere, and uh, the car got overheated, and I'm not a mechanic, and <clears throat> so I tried to do a little something, but it, it was not coming back on, which is rare and unusual, out in the middle of nowhere. And we couldn't run the car because, uh, you know, it was just overheat. And, and, and I couldn't even start the car. Out in the middle of nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. I mean, in the boonies. And there was all white folks there. No blacks. And so I was just praying and waiting for... Triple A to come. They took a while because there's so many people calling Triple A today because of the gas situation and other reasons. Even though it's getting better now, and so there was some time there, and we prayed, and we, uh, I prayed, and my wife went to sleep, and I prayed, and uh, and so forth. And then a man, a big old white man, approached the window. And said, I wanted just to see if you guys are all right. I said, yes, sir. We are, we're fine. Thank the Lord. We're just waiting on the AAA guy to get here. And I said, I appreciate that. And uh, was able, and God, God told me, this is the reason why you're here. And uh, I gave him a gospel pamphlet 
and he was very happy to receive it. Uh, and and uh, and it took and and it, it took him back a little bit. Here's a man in straits, a man in trouble, and having a problem out of the out in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by a bunch of white folks who uh, who they they let us sit there for at least two hours without anybody approaching us. And uh, I tried to even give my license and uh, veterans ID to two of the men I saw out front when I drove up. As soon as I, I approached them, they ran away. Uh, but nobody said anything to us for two hours, and I, I observed that. You know why is that way today? I'm not putting them down. I, I would have been the same way if I don't know you and you just sitting there on, on near our property and you know uh, I'm not going to approach with all this happening in this world today they didn't know me from Adam's house cat and uh, then I had one of those moments that I asked God to to I asked him please let me let me not go through that again we're in the midst of praying I, 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 after the, I gave that man that gospel track, God showed me why I was there, sitting out in the middle of nowhere. To witness to that man and to give him a gospel pamphlet. I didn't get out of the car, the man came to me. And then another lady, she drove by and she stopped. And she saw, and I had to explain it, I'm not crying because of the cost situation. AAA is coming, and we have the plus card, and they're going to take care of everything, and it's going to be just fine. I'm so We're just sitting here waiting and praying. I had to let her know I'm not, I, she caught me crying while praying to the Lord. Tears were flowing. Uh, and, and, and those of you who know the Lord and you know how good he is and how he'll show you something, and it just it will move you. And then the white woman, she started crying. She took off her glasses, started wiping her eyes. She said, you, you, you got me crying because she was a Christian. I gave her the same gospel pamphlet. But she, she was just so amazed at how we were just sitting there and in straits and could not move. And uh, she was so moved by God herself. Two strangers. I never... Uh, seen her before. She's never seen me before, uh, as far as I can tell. And we were both crying as to how God will set you up to be a witness for him. He'll, he'll break down your car to do that. And then when the triple A guy came, I witnessed to him as well. And so those are three people I would have never been able to give a gospel pamphlet to and to say a word for the Lord to them if I had not had that breakdown. That's how God and God and if you start praying, God will show you what's going on. I know He does that for me. I, I can't say if He's going to do that for you or not. But uh, you make the best as a child of God. See, this is the difference between a 
born-again Christian person and just a religious person who does not know God, who is not saved. They're just a church member. See, and see, this is why, this is how and why. I know you don't like it, but it's, for, it's good for your good. My wife already knows this. This is how I know that my wife is not born again. This is why I know I have some family members who are religious, but they're not born again. And they get frustrated at life, and they get angry and bitter at life. But the, the, the child of God, the born-again one, you hear me, and you hear me well. And all born-again Christians know this. They make the best out of a bad situation. I believe Gladys Knight said that too. You understand me? Uh, my wife, she's with me right here tonight, she, and, and she's been with me for over 34 years. And I've told her for 34 years, anytime you want to leave, you're free to leave. Because see, God will take care of me. And, but if you're here, I'm going to make the best out of a bad situation. Born again Christian people, they make the best out of a bad situation. It's just in them to do it. We're not talking about we are something great and wonderful. It's Jesus Christ who drives that in a born-again one. You don't fall apart. You don't quit. You don't crumble. That's not in Jesus. That's why if you observe life, people who are born-again ones, people who are Christians, they are overcomers. Not, not because they are overcomers, but Jesus on the inside. And see, this is what being saved is, really. Born again. It's not you trying to live the Christian life. It is uh, getting saved and born again for real, receiving Jesus Christ into your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. He takes over, and he makes you like having hinds feet. It makes you an overcomer and climb high and do great things. Now, if you if you if you are an observer of life, across the board, the true winners are people who are uh, born again ones who are truly saved. They win, 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 baby. Just win, baby. That's it. Look, I mean, look at the sports world. It's it's all over the place. And here, now, if Tim Tebow, if Tim Tebow, I feel my help coming. Uh, my technicians are on the job, and you shout a victory when the double echo is gone. The echo is gone now. Glory be to God. Thank you, Daniel Ezekiel. Thank you, Daniqua. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, you should be able to hear me clearly now. But I, I, that's not the only help I feel coming. I feel the Lord doing something. That little rest I took. You, sometimes you got to take a little rest. Take it easy. Uh, but I want you to understand, beloved. Born again Christians. See, this, this is, well, hear me now. 
this is this is why they make their marriages work. You know why Tony Evans and Lois Evans made it work? And so many other preachers divorced and remarried and all of that? <laughs> Not because it was easy. Not because it was always pretty. Huh? I can't hear you. Because uh, you don't understand. Sometimes love, God's love does not look like love. See, like when we broke down out in the middle in the boonies. The middle of the boonies. Huh? That does not look like God's love. But it is. It was. It was love to those people. God put me there because he knew I was going to tell them about Jesus. And the Christian lady, I believe she was... uh, um, uh, an important person in that community. She broke down and cried with me. I, and I, so when I say cry now, you gotta understand it's the God kind of tears of joy thing that becomes uncontrollable. You can't listen to me. Well, you can't even continue to pray. And I have had the boldness down through the years when God does that to me. It's not anything that you do. It's uncontrollable. Huh? You understand what I'm saying to you people? My wife is a witness to us. She was right there in the car with me. We, I was praying out loud as I always do. And he overcame me, if you will. And I could not continue the prayer. I had to ask the Lord... Lord, now please help me to continue the prayer. I could not get back into the prayer for about another 20 to 30 minutes. That's the truth. I know you, see, I don't even try, I I don't even like to tell people, you people what God be doing. First of all, some of you don't even understand it. And secondly, you think somebody's bragging. That's nothing to brag about because Danny B is not a crier. Uh, Danny B does not do that. I, I, that's, I wouldn't be crying at all if it weren't for the Lord. And his tears of joy, uncontrolled, it's deep down on the inside. That, will, that has caused me to stop praying and sometimes to stop preaching. I have to take a pause and I have, I have asked God, God, please, I, 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 respectfully, now Lord, please leave me alone right now so I'm going to preach. I've asked him that respectfully. I may be in, get in trouble for that. I don't know. But he knows my heart on that. I'm, I have a job to do now. I can't just stand here and cry in front of these people. But see, I understand what the old saints used to say. My cup runneth over. And every time God has allowed a bad situation in my life, something good came out of it. Do you hear me? Huh? Uh... Huh? What? Always. Always, my beloved. Okay? Always. always. So, whatever. If you're a born again child of God. You know what I'm talking about. If you're just religious, you have no clue. And see, here's the problem. I cannot give my wife or any other religious person who's not saved what God has given to me. 
they don't even understand it. And some of the things I cannot even explain to them. You got to be born again. You got to be saved. Saved people right here. Some of y'all are lying in bed right now. You're getting ready to go to bed. You're listening to me right now. You're saying, yeah, because you have, uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? You were there every day for a long period of time, over 700, over seven years. Uh, every day, nearly every, nearly every day. Let me tell you something. Uh, what I do can raise your blood pressure. You folks are not going to kill me. I got to. Uh, I, the, the everyday preaching, I believe God has released me from that. And so, uh, I'll be here when I can be here by the grace of God. But sometimes, uh, God will take over a situation and, and show you why he, he did it. He wanted two men to hear the, the gospel. And I, 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 I gave a gospel pamphlet to another woman who evidently was saved too because God hit her and she started crying. We were having a revival, just she and I. We were having a revival right there. Out in the middle of nowhere. You know, there are places, and here's another thing that God always does. He will put you right where he wants you to be. Even in a bad situation. Okay, and that includes your marriage. Everybody has a bad marriage. But see, saved people, they make it work. Not because it's always fun and wonderful and dandy. Because it is not dealing, living with a sinner. Let me tell you something. I'm not only talking about uh, lost sinners, but saved sinners. After you get to a certain age, <laughs> hear me well, beloved. You, you, you love people. God loves people. And if you have God's love in you, you'll love people. But there's a lot of people that you love, you got to feed out of a long handled spoon. You, you, don't, you don't want to uh, always get so close. Okay? I'll get too close. Because people are evil. You hear me? And see, at a certain point, as a born-again child of God, particularly if you're a preacher, you love everybody, but you, 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 you tread softly in dealing with folk. And, and there's a thing in you that Jesus had. The Bible says he knew what was in man. And see, at a certain point in your ministry, a certain point in your Christian life, you will know things about human beings that human beings can be very ugly and very nasty. And you don't let that get too close to you, and you don't let people do that to you. You let that run off of you and, and, and so forth and you, you don't you, you you can avoid a whole lot of trouble by by loving people 
helping them if you can, but leaving people alone. You understand me? You have more peace now. You, you, if you, if you don't have anything gospel good to say to them, leave them the leave them alone. Leave people alone. Stop messing with people and dealing with people. Uh, because some people are demon possessed and demon controlled. And I have said to all of the young ladies in America, especially. Uh, in writing, including all of my daughters and granddaughters, I know you. Want, I know with your proud, stubborn, rebellious self, you want to be footloose and fancy free. You're not in that country anymore. You want to do what you want to do when you want to do it. You want to dress the way you want to dress, and and, and men need to learn how to control themselves. I know. I know all about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you better get rid of that mentality or you're going to end up dead uh, like uh, the beautiful Harris. See? Going out, no more, listen to me. You can do what you want. Whatever you want. Going out at 3.30, 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, running or going to some gym. You're not a wise person, woman. I don't care who you are, family members, friends. And see, a lot of you are such, you're so proud and, 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 and such uh, rebellious and stubborn uh, people, women, and arrogant that this has already happened to you, but you don't want to tell anybody. But you want to be mad as hell at every man you see. To the point you can't keep a man, you can't get married, you don't, because the man does not want you because you're angry uh, and loaded for bear. One woman said uh, she wanted to be, she was fierce. Uh, I don't need a fierce woman. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you can't be fierce with me because I'm fierce. Okay, and I'm going to win that battle with you, baby. Now, some of you men say, you see, preacher, you, get, you make these women mad by saying stuff like that. I don't care about that. That's the reality. If you're going to be with me, I'm gonna, I, if anybody's going to be fierce, it's going to be me. But you're not going to be fierce with me. I want you to be a little pussycat. Baby. Yes, sir. Purr. No fierce. Uh-uh. Not with Nanny B. Because I put you in your place. Yes, sir. And you'll like it. Not up front, but you'll like it. The greatest thing Dr. Dobson ever did. I think he came up with the phrase, tough love. I remember that. That goes way back, man. That's over 30 years ago, I think. He's still living, by the way. I mean, he's got to be in his 90s by now. That's the best thing he ever did. That's the best thing he ever did. Introducing tough love. Because see, God's love is tough. See, that's why we're in the mess we're in today. Huh? As I share with people in writing today through blackchristiannews.com, thank you, Daniel Ezekiel. Thank you. Thank you, Daniqua. Thank you, Daniel. You did a wonderful job. That you can you can 
think uh, stupidly all you want to. Foolishly if you, all you want to. What this country is going through is the church, first of all, is being chastised and rebuked by Jesus. Because the church is just flat off the chains altogether. Have you seen some of the statistics? That I know even Bonner didn't want to. Bonner couldn't even. I know Bonner, he couldn't even believe it. I'm sure he couldn't believe it. That's why I, he probably didn't even want to report it. It's so embarrassing. Most pastors don't even know the gospel themselves and, 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 and believe that lost people can uh, earn their way to heaven. That, you know what that means? That means that they're not saved. They have never been born again themselves. There's no alternative route to heaven. And certainly not through your wicked efforts. They, all preachers should know that. Most pastors do not have a biblical worldview. You learn that in the first year of Bible college. You learn that in Sunday school and in small groups. You ought to have a biblical worldview. Most pastors don't have a biblical worldview. What are we talking about here? We're talking about the great falling away. I mean, the fallen. I mean, that's what we need to name our churches today. The fallen away churches. They have already fallen away, way down almost to hell. Seriously, people. There's very few people saved. If the pastors are not, listen to me, if the pastors are not saved, there are very few people saved. See, this is why I reject what my wife told me that she did when she was a teenager. She never got born again. And there has never been any fruit from her in our marriage of over 34 years. Don't worry about her. She's been hearing this for 34 years. She's heard me pray for her millions of times, thousands of times at least, okay, about her salvation and her, her, her lack of fruit, uh, how that she can act halfway decent in church like most hypocrites and most religious people, but then turn into the devil right after the services. Because here's what I know about being born again and saved. It's going to be a process, but you're going to be moving towards the, being conformed into the image of Christ, and you, God's going to move you forward into uh, uh, being obedient to Him. Oh, yes. Whether you like it or not. And if that's not happening, you, you are not saved. You're not born again. Okay? So don't worry about her. This is about you lying in that bed right now. Some of you wishing I would shut up, but you're still listening. Some of you hate me, but you're still listening. Some of you love me, and you thank God I'm back, and you're still listening. Many of you are women. Some, half of you hate me, half of you love me, because I tell you the truth. How at T.I. is, as we used to say in James City. <clears throat> you understand me? But whatever the case, this is for you. See, uh, as I told uh, Matt Chandler uh, via BCNN One, the true born again mature Christian is so dead to self 
and pride and uh, and he's humble enough and she's humble enough it's all about transparency they understand the power of being transparent and so I told him to release the texts do it now okay so we're transparent around here I've been transparent about my sins and my weaknesses to this day I'm 61 going on 62 by the grace of God but deep down on it, my main temptation is fat women. I was so happy to hear the president, former President Obama say today <coughs> about his wife. He said he loved that painting. I don't love the painting. I don't love either one of these paintings. I, I, don't, I, I don't know why Obama let them paint him uh, with a white background. It's just weird. And the detail on, and I, I, and I love Michelle Obama. I love everybody. I don't like everybody. I don't like some of the things uh, Obama did. I believe he betrayed black folk and did everything he could to help homosexuals, which is an abomination, not only to God, but to Kenya. <clears throat> but I digress. Uh... Uh, uh, her painting and, Bo, and I, I was so glad I, I was so glad to know that the painting with, with, with Obama in a chair in the jungle was not going to be put in the White House I'm glad about that Maya and sometimes we let people do stuff so called woke people who are crazy that's 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 nutty to me. That's my opinion. You got a black the black president who's from Kenya sitting in a chair in the jungle. To me, that's stupid. And uh, in the first uh, 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 thing, the painting of. Mrs. Obama, it seemed like a child painted it to me, in my opinion. This one is not that much better. It, it, what I mean is the detail was not there on Mrs. Obama. And by the way, Mrs. Obama, and I love her. She's the real deal. And she, we would disagree on things, I'm sure. If she, if she agrees with her husband, which I doubt. She's the real deal. And she gave a better speech than her husband did. It was real. Uh, better speech than Obama did. Anyway. That picture. I, I, in fact. You know what it put me in the mind of? How that. Uh, our girl. Who, who's acted well in almost every other movie. Except when she played Obama. I forget her name. There was an issue about, you know, the pursed lips of Michelle Obama. What's her name? You know her name? I forget her name. Uh, she just wrote a book recently. Because she just overdid it with the pursed lips, and she was so embarrassed about it. I don't even think she talked with Obama. 
um, Michelle Obama about that, the pursed lip, okay, all of that. I mean, like, you know how some black girl magic women do it, the pursed lips. That's what they're trying to, and, 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 and uh, they're supposed to be getting rid of that. And they got her looking like that woman with pursed lips. And, they, you know, she did good on the face, but it's just not, not a good job to me for the White House. It made me ask, where is Picasso? Where is Rembrandt at somewhere? We don't have anybody of that level, uh, that <laughs> talent level. What's going on? Anyway, uh, uh, I believe some woke people, they are way, way out there in thinking about things. But anyway, uh, let me wrap up at least the reading of this, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution. See, see. Anyway, what I was going to tell you, my wife heard me. She heard me say again in the car when we were broken down. You know, I thank God for this. I like, I like this. This is fine. That's what people who are born again say. People who are lost and not say, oh. Oh, 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 why we have another problem? Why was this? What's, what, uh, uh, they get angry. They get frustrated. They can't enjoy the moment. Do you know I've enjoyed all of the calamities, all of the persecution. I enjoy it. One of the reasons why I enjoy it is because I know God is with me. And I know that God will get me out of it. If he wants to. Because he's done it so many times before. And uh, and we had to have the record take it to uh, the garage, and it was this this particular garage. Uh, Danae, who I know is listening, even though she's mad at me, uh, and Daniel Ezekiel, they remember the night. It was the same the same company uh, who God worked a miracle that night. I, I I prayed a quick prayer, and God showed up and showed out big time. I shall never forget it, and I know they will never forget it. They were in the car with me. I don't know if the man should, I don't know if the man, uh, I don't know if it was legal to do what he did. It was three of us. We all could not fit up in the cabin. He said, no, we're going to take care of you tonight. And he only did it for twenty dollars. Now you know when you get a tote, that's going to be a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars right there. But God heard my prayers, worked a miracle. We were in a bad, we were in a bad situation. It was at night, very bad. God saw us in our straits. This man, and I wanted my children to stay with me. This man put the car on the thing with us in it. I'm not going to give you the name of the company because he was an older man. I believe he was the owner of the company. And, 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 and he said, we're going to take care of this situation right now. He said, let's go. 
you know, good old, good old white brother. You know what I'm saying? Some of you people hate white people. I, I, listen, there's some good white folk in this world, Jack. I don't care if you like it or not. And there's some good black folk. And there's some good brown folk. And there's some good yellow folk. And all of them have men of God has uh, caused me to find favor in the sight of all of them. So I am not going to sit around and be mad at white folk because you for black lives matter. I believe all lives matter, man. I don't care if you like it or not. Got people, got black folk all riled up saying, getting mad when somebody says, well, blue lives matter and white lives matter, all lives matter. Are you crazy? Huh? Are you, are you crazy? See, for a born again child of God, you can't be that way. And I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Priscilla Shira was right when she was in the flow of preaching. That she does not, and I, I don't care how many times she apologized, she still does not. As a born again child of God, you can't see yourself as just black. Now, I am black, and I love being black. She's black, she loves being black. But uh, we love all people. I, I'm not going to limit myself to just uh, preaching to black people. And it's not my love. It's God's love. And she apologized because she was afraid of making black folks mad or something. And she had a movie coming out, and she didn't want to harm that, I guess. I don't know what she, I don't know why she apologized for that. As a child of God, a born-again child of God. I'm black and I'm proud to be black. But I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian first. Washed in the red blood of the Lamb, Jack. Okay, I'm not going to uh, lose my blessing because uh, I'm, uh, you know, trying to be down with all black folk. Because some black folk are, are wrong too. Huh? Don't tell me about black men. I wrote the book, Letters Young Black Men, Letters Young Black Women. I'm the founder and, 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 and president of uh, Black Christian News. So don't, don't tell me about black. I wear black all of the time. I, I married a black woman when I could have married a white woman. I chose to marry a black woman. I didn't want to marry a white woman. I've been with white women, but I have never been married to one. I'm not against anybody who does that. But I mean, if I uh, I wanted to black top my house, my uh, my parking lot, I'm 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 all for black. I'm down with the black on that. But I, 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 as a Christian, I'm down with all people. The people that I witnessed to yesterday are all white. God put me there to witness to a black man to witness to those white people. I'm not afraid to witness the white people, talk to white people, I, and talk with white people like I talk to black people. I don't care about that. I've been washed white on the inside, and, then, and now we got theologians, female theologians, who are mad about that. What? Have you people lost your righteous minds? They're mad about. Well, why do we have the same songs where we say we're whiter than snow? On it, man, we're talking about the soul and the spirit, woman. Have you lost your mind, girl? You have, you, uh, much learning has made you mad. Oh, I got to go. I haven't even got to the, anything. I'm fired up and ready to go. In distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong.
Glory be to God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you so much for allowing me to be back tonight, live and well by your grace. Thank you, Lord, for uh, my daughter Daniqua, my son Daniel Ezekiel, my daughter Danielle and their hard work, as well as Danny, Daniel, and Danita, and Danae, and all of their support down through the years, even to this day. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that you would uh, help us all to understand your purposes, for your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And help us, Lord, who are saved, to be thankful for the thorns in the flesh. Uh, in the family and outside of the family, in the church and outside of the church. And Lord, help us to understand it may not be just one thorn in the flesh. We may all have a big one that we have to deal with every day. But there are many other little thorns in life. For life is full of thorns for your people. And uh, it's a constant picking by the devil, the messenger of Satan. Lord God in heaven, thank you for your holy word so much tonight. Encourage the saints through it. Save those who are lost by it even now. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty. And the power of your Holy Spirit to proclaim your holy gospel so that, Lord, even if this is our last night on earth, somebody would get saved. Lord, I pray for the salvation of all of the people that uh, you allowed me to meet on yesterday. And thank you for putting me there in those straits and in that situation so that I could witness for you. And we pray that your Holy Ghost would not give those people rest until they come to know your Savior. And that woman who uh, uh, is a Christian, who cried with me, tears of joy. I pray, Lord, that she will be inspired uh, to pass our gospel tracts and to be a witness even more so than what she already is. And Holy Father God, save every lost soul under the sound of my voice, the religious but lost, and the irreligious but lost. For Lord, as the song says, people need the Lord. People need you. I know that to be a fact. Lord, my life has been so enriched and blessed by having you in my life. I cannot even begin to explain it. But I do give you all of the glory, praise, and honor for those of us who are saved by your grace. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. Wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ. And make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. 
and uh, Holy Father God, uh, give us your grace, your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, and your humility to understand uh, all about the thorns of the flesh. Lord, I thank you so much for my son, Daniel Ezekiel, uh, going big and helping his father, as did my oldest son, Daniel, Daniel the fourth, in helping me with the sermons and doing some of the leg work, and that is so vital. And I do pray that you'll bless them for that. And uh, Lord, uh, thank you for my daughters, Daniqua and Danielle, and uh, all of my other daughters as well, and all of the help that they have given down through the years. Which one day, Lord, if they're all saved, which I had the privilege of leading them to you at the age of seven on their birthday, what a privilege and what a blessing. Uh, they'll know more about it in heaven. Help them not to be soiled and by their church, uh, their inclusive church. Help them not to be soiled. Uh, and I hope that they, uh, from what I understand, they don't even go there anymore. And I hope that's the case. Even though I know the younger ones would like to see <coughs> that uh, what my oldest daughter, Danny, and Danita have found out that it's not about nothing bad English, but uh, true. But uh, I pray that you'll protect them from wolves and sheep's clothing. Protect them, Lord, from evil church members. Protect them, Lord, and protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Lord, I do pray that you will uh, help them to be fired up, to get fired up again, and to be the shining lights and witnesses that they should be. And Lord, I pray that you would receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name. Save that soul that is nearest hell, reclaim the backslidden. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, uh, it is getting late, and yours truly needs to go and relax and rest a while. But it's been so good to be with you. If you are religious but lost, deep down in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, you're under conviction, but you're too, uh, you're too proud to admit that you've been a church mem member for 23 years or 40 years and that you're not saved. Uh, get saved tonight. If you're irreligious and you have never even darkened the door of a church, you had no interest uh, in going to the church and you can't stand the hypocrites in the church, let me tell you something. Don't let the hypocrite stand between you and God because they're closer to God than you are. So pass the hypocrite and go to Jesus Christ. He will never fail you. I am a living witness. I said I'm a living witness. People will fail you. Family members will fail you. 
co-workers will fail you. Your best buddy will fail you. And I would venture to say that the people who you're close to right now, after a while, by and by, uh, they will not be close to you uh, anymore. That's just, that's just the nature of the beast of life. So don't trust in people. Don't put your confidence in people. The Bible tells you that from the Old Testament, Testament to throughout the New Testament. Put your trust in God. Put your faith in Christ. You need to understand, my dear friend, that you are a sinner. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have committed sins such as lying, stealing. Have you ever stolen anything? Do you have a family member who steals from you? I do. One of the reasons why I know my wife is lost because she steals from me. She steals my cashews. She steals my food and then she lies about it. That's in real life. She already knows about it. I'm, I'm trying to help you. Yeah, you got family members who steal from you. You go back to the refrigerator for something good you put there and it's gone. And she doesn't steal because she needs it. She steals because it's evil. And uh, she wants to do it. Just like you. Just like I used to be as well. Just like St. Augustine used to do. That's what, that's what he said. He was the first one to admit it. He didn't steal because he, he didn't steal the fruit off the trees of his neighbors. Because he wanted it. I mean because he needed it. He was not hungry. In fact he would steal the fruit and give it to, to animals. He stole it because he was evil. See we're evil people. We get a kick out of the evilness of it. My wife does not want her own bag of cashews. She wants to steal mine. You say, hey, you live with that? No, I, 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 yeah, I have been living with that for years. But she doesn't get away with it. And so, uh, have you ever stolen anything? Have you ever lied about stealing something? See, sins kind of have a way of of uh, connecting to one another. This is why the U.S. court says that if you lie to officials, they call that perjury. And that means you're going to go to jail. That's a, that's a crime. Not only is it a sin, it's a crime. And they don't play with that. You can't lie to an FBI agent. No matter what you feel about the FBI agent, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You can't lie to a judge. You can't lie in court on the stand. You better not do that. Lying is a very serious matter. In fact, lying will destroy your marriage relationship as well. See, sin has consequences. It will destroy the trust. Have you ever lusted after somebody? I have. I've lusted after women in the past. <clears throat> and I'm tempted to do it even today. 
the Pope has, if he's a normal man, the Dalai Lama has too. And even Joel Osteen, as nice as he is. Come on, Joel, tell the truth and shame the devil. We all have sinned against God. We have coveted people and things. God, these, I'm just naming some Ten Commandments, some of the Ten Commandments that we have done. So, you, so that you'll know what sin is and what you're going to go to hell for. Okay? Have you ever been disobedient and disrespectful to your parents? And you've had a nasty attitude. You have not honored them. Uh, you're full of hell and the devil against them. You hate them. You're mean to them and all that kind of foolishness. Do you, have you ever sinned against God by taking his holy name in vain? Talking about, oh my, blank. I don't, I'm not going to say it. You're not going to cause me to sin. I don't do that. I don't call God's name in vain, man. And you shouldn't either. That's just five of the Ten Commandments. Huh? Are, you, are you feeling guilty? Because you do these things every day? You know why you do it every day? It's because you have a sinful nature. You're born with it. You are a sin factory. I am a sin factory. We produce sin. We're so evil, we make up sins. Once we do this evil, we want to do some more evil and then more than that. It's kind of like the drug situation. People want to try marijuana, now they want cocaine, then they want uh, heroin and on and on for a higher high. Secondly, the wages of sin is death. That's what God says. The payment for sin is always death. You know why you're going to die? You know why I'm going to die? Because of our sins. I heard Jared the other day. We need to, re re we need to report about this. It took my breath away. I was so sad for him. Now, he, here he is suffering from thyroid cancer, talking about, uh, I believe my generation will be the last generation to die. I said, son, you don't understand. I know you're Jewish. You're an Israelite. That's how you get your genius, and that's why you have done well for yourself. But you have, you, 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 you're off base on that, Jared, Trump's son. You're going to die just like everybody else if, if you, if, uh, uh, you're going to die because of our sins and because of your sins. The wages of sin, the payment of sin, the paycheck for sin at the end of your life is death. And do not believe the philosophers who say, well, death is uh, a part of life. No, it's not. It's not a part of life. It is the end of life. You understand me? It is the end of life. The cessation of life is over. Uh, Shakespeare said it well. We, life is a stage. We enter and we exit. 
And we exit because of sin, not because of cancer, not because of the coronavirus plague, not because of uh, a car crash. That's just the means of your leaving. It's already determined that you're going to die because in the Word of God, the Bible says, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Okay, you're going to die. And you're going to answer to the God who made you. You're going to meet your maker. And he is, of course, the loving and fair judge. If Google can keep up with everything you do, you can rest assured that God can. Far better, because he created Google. Okay? How can God keep up with millions of people? That's what the devil told me one time when I was a young Christian. Why don't you go ahead on and do a little evil? Look at that that, that stadium of 100,000 people. God ain't thinking about you. Oh, that's a lie from the devil. God is thinking about you. And right now, while you are in the bed with somebody you're not married to, God is thinking about you. God is watching you. And God knows what you're doing and what you're getting ready to do. And so if I were you, I would get up on out of that bed and repent and pray and trust Christ is saving and go home. In the words of Shirley Caesar, everybody go to your own house. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what, though? Saved from hell, the burning hell. I know it's hard for you to get your head around that. It's hard for many people to get their head around that, but I'm here to tell you, it is my job to tell you, that there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. You have life insurance. You may never even benefit from it yourself. I heard that if you live long enough, you could. You have house insurance, and you may never have to use it. You have health insurance, and you may never have to use it. You have car insurance, and you may never have to use it. You need eternal life insurance because you're going to need that. Because you're going out into eternity, and you don't know... You don't know anything about it other than what God has told you. Because God is the one who set that ball called earth out on nothing. You understand? Perfect ball. Hanging on nothing but God's word and God's power. If he let it drop just uh, a few inches, we'll all either burn burn to death or freeze to death. That ought to speak to your heart. God is awesome. I remember a young man. We don't hear too much from him today, but he created and sung that song so well. God, uh, God is an awesome God. There are several people uh, who did that because he is awesome. See, his thoughts are far greater than our thoughts because we would have never thought about putting a sun over here on nothing and it's burning. And then a moon over here for light at night. 
and then a ball called Earth that would uh, allow men men to live on it and women to live on it. We're, not in a billion years would we have ever thought that. We would have found a mountain somewhere, created a mountain and built a foundation and everything else and made everything flat like we thought for years. God is awesome, my friend. And so scientists have found a, another planet, not the sun, that some believe is hell or the lake of fire because it's oceans and rivers and oceans and lakes of, of a liquid fire. But the Bible said that first. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than uh, he did about heaven. He was a hellfire and brimstone preacher. Some people don't see him as that. And they say, oh, God, Jesus, God and Jesus, they love us so much they will not put us in. No, God does not put anything, anybody in hell, man. You put yourself in hell. You need to understand that. Does the judge put you in jail? Or do you put yourself in jail for committing the crime? Now, if, if human beings can put you in jail for 20 years, like this man who just killed this woman was in jail for 20 years and then came out because he's demon-possessed and killed another woman, and killed a woman, okay? That's his fault, not the judge's fault, not the prosecutor's fault. So it's not God's fault when we go to hell. God did everything he could to save us from hell. And he's very solid on that. See, I, I, as the songwriter said, our God is a good, good father. God wants the best for you. God loves you. Okay? Like, and, then, and, and, and even though you may not like what your father said or did, he loves you and wants the best for you on earth and God is greater than that God does not want anybody to go to hell the Bible says that he's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance that is to salvation that is believe in what God did by allowing his son Jesus Christ to enter into this sin-cursed world. Walk on it and walk on the water and raise the dead and feed thousands. <clears throat> and heal the sick. He is all God and all man. And what God wants you to do, for the Bible says, Jesus Christ said, the most loving, most magnificent, most wonderful, most important words ever said, ever said in the history of the world, here's how you get saved from hell, the burning hell, and also have a better life on earth. It's not going to be an easy life. But as I told you, born-again Christians make the best out of a bad situation. 
and they win, win, win in life, even though they may have many obstacles. And so you can win, win, win in life through Christ, not you walking in your flesh and your little might. But most importantly, God wants to save you from hell for the divine reset that's coming. And it may be coming quicker than what you think. That's why you need to understand tomorrow is not promised you. Okay? You may be dead here within an hour or two or three or four or five or tomorrow at three o'clock you may die. It is appointed on the man, men, once to die and after this the judgment. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and these are the words Jesus Christ said to get your soul saved from hell for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's it. Just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ came as the son of God through the Virgin Mary, never committed a sin in word, thought, or deed. He didn't die for his sins, he died for your sins, which I told you about. He died for my sins and for all other human beings, for the entire world. Red, yellow, black, and white were all precious in his sight. He died for you and me. So God does not send anybody to hell. The last thing in this universe God wants is to see a soul go to hell that he created from nothing. He's a good, good father. And you know why we're still here? You know why you have not died yet? It's because God is waiting on you. He's not willing that any should perish. but that all should come to repentance. Working in church cannot save you. Religious work cannot save you. Doing your duty in church can't save you. Not through works of righteousness that we have done. The Bible talks about only through Christ. Only by believing in Jesus Christ. Because if you can do it, then why did Jesus Christ have to die? He did it. He lived the holy and perfect and godly life, never sinning in word, thought, or deed for you and me. And then he died for our sins as the Lamb of God, the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God for sinners all around the world, not only the Jews, but the Gentiles. And all you have to do is believe in Him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. No matter if you gave $10 million to the church, that won't save you. Getting baptized is not good enough. That will not save you. 
by itself. You get baptized after you are saved. Baptism of somebody christening you and sprinkling some water on your head as a baby and you got a picture of a sea. I'm saying no. That is not going to save you. You, Every man and every woman, they have to get saved on their own before God. They cannot go by what their parents have done. My dad is a preacher, so I know I'm saying no, you, know, you may not be. My mother prayed for me all her life, and I know I'm saved. She's religious and, and goes to church all the time. No, you're not. Just because you come from a religious family does not mean you're saved. I'm talking to pastors. I'm talking to pastors' wives. Some of you people are lost, and you know it. Deacons and trustees lost and on their way to a devil's hell. I'm talking to uh, people who have been in church for 50 years. And have never missed. In fact, they remember the days when you used to pay your two, your your dues, not your tithes, and offerings. Church membership will not save your soul. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Call on His name. Romans ten nine and thirteen says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's it. Believe in your heart in Jesus Christ and call on his name. Follow me in prayer if you want to be saved right now from hell and saved to heaven. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I realize and I admit that I am a wicked, evil sinner. And that I have done evil many times in your sight. I have repeatedly committed some of the sins the preacher pointed out tonight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ the Lamb of God who took away all of the sins of the world, including mine, who died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul even tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil ways. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer with me tonight and you meant 
it from your heart and you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. And you're not trusting in your church membership. You're not uh, trusting in your mama in them. You're not trusting in how much money you gave to the church or how much work you did for the church or you're singing in the choir. None of that stuff will save your soul, my dear friend. It never saved anybody. Because if that was the case, I should have been saved a hundred times. I got baptized before I truly got saved. I was a member of six churches before I got saved. My dad uh, was a preacher. He's in heaven now. My mother is a preacher to this day. And we would go to church all day on Sunday sometime. All day. Church, Sunday school, church, uh, uh, which always lasted a long time, a time in the, rather, long time in the black church, as you know. Three or four hours in the morning service, and then uh, a singing at three o'clock, and then another singing at six or seven o'clock. But lost and on my way to hell, and I didn't even know it. But somehow God had me to pray to him, Lord, show me the light. I cannot explain that to you. And on December the 19th, 1979, he showed me the light. So, dear friend, uh, if you did that, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you prayed that prayer in faith that I prayed with you, according to the Bible, the Word of God, You are now saved from hell and on your way being saved to heaven. And may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life. Nobody can change your life like Jesus. No book, no teacher, no uh, college professor, no parent. Nobody can change you like Jesus Christ for the best. And now you have the power to win, win, win in life and overcome many obstacles because you're going to have those too. You're going to have some thorns in the flesh. But God will see you through. And in the words of the hymn writer, God will take care of you. To help you to grow in the faith, Go to GospelLightSociety.com right now. That's GospelLightSociety.com. Do it right now. That is Gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L, Light, L-I-G-H-T, Society, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y, dot com. And, uh, and go to and click on Uh, the free books. There are two uh, books there that you can download tonight. Uh, The main one is what to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Okay. 
So, dear friends, read those books. The other book is How to Be Saved from Hell Straight from the Bible. That will solidify your knowledge about salvation. Read that first so you can know what happened to you. And then read How to Live Out Your Christian Life. As the Bible says, How to Work Out Your your Christian Faith. And uh, also, we're here. We're here. 24 hours, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have people available to receive your email. That's how we communicate. Uh, uh, we don't have enough people to receive the phone calls. Uh, and so, this is how we communicate. And uh, we're here for you to answer any questions you may have. If you have a prayer request, just email me directly or whatever email is on your platform. DW3 at GospelLightSociety.com DW3 at GospelLightSociety.com I would imagine tonight across all of our platforms, normally is the case, especially in the fall uh, when I've been taking a break for a few days. We normally have uh, an even greater crowd than what we normally have. So I, I would imagine we would have tonight uh, four, five, six, seven thousand people listening, participating, even at this time of the night around the world. I would not be shocked at that. Um, and so what I want to ask the saints of God, and even if it's just a hundred of you, two hundred of you, and everybody else is just visiting, but you faithful folks who you may not agree with me all of the time, but you thank the Lord for me, and that you pray for me, and you come, uh, including my family members, some of you who hate me, but you know I'm right. Uh, I'm asking you tonight to stand with us. We have strange things that are happening and attacks and so forth uh, where we need financial support. And I can say that now because I, I, I didn't say that during the years in the era of the so-called prosperity uh, gospel. Uh, I, I hate that, uh, that doctrine, that false doctrine. I'm not with that. That's one of the reasons why I didn't say much about money at all through those years. <coughs> but thank God we're out of that now because God destroyed the prosperity gospel. And, and by the way, if you don't have money to keep your electricity on, don't you send me or any other preacher a dime. I don't believe those lies. If you got money coming in from the government, that money is not for the pastor or a preacher or some false prophet. And if they try to get the money from you, they are of the devil. That is not money you sacrifice and you give to the church. If the government is giving you some money uh, to help you get through this difficult time, that is for you and your family. Don't give me, even though we need help, don't send us, don't even sac call yourself sacrificing to send money to us like that. I'm talking to people who are sitting on a million dollars in the bank 
or $500,000 in the bank. Uh, as my wife and children and other people who know me know, I have never lived for money. I have lived by faith. I serve God by faith. You're never going to see me wear a fancy suit. I wear black and white or black on black. Uh, I have uh, uh, just a few black jackets and uh, a couple of pair of black pants. And that's going to be it for me until I die. I have no interest in fancy stuff. If I get a watch, it's going to come from Walmart uh, and so forth. So I, I'm not, I have no interest in that. Or I could do just like everybody else. All you got to do in America is, is work, work a job and you can, you can get anything you want almost in the uh, uh, fantasy America, in the American way. Okay? But that does not make you truly prosperous. Okay, so money does not mean anything to me. We just need money for the ministry so that I can preach every day uh, for the most part with a few breaks thrown in. More breaks going to be thrown in now as I'm getting older. Uh, my doctor told me that as you get older, uh, in fact, my doctor told me today, as you get older, your blood pressure is going to go up. And he told me something that I didn't know. I, let me tell you something, people. You, you can poo-poo on the doctors if you want to. You better pay attention. Because they're, they, 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 they're concerned about outcomes. They know what's going to happen. You understand? You understand? They know what's going to happen if you don't do right. I learned something today from my doctor today. I'm not 65 yet, but he told me, after 65, we don't even aggressively push blood pressure pills. That's what he told me today. I didn't know that. He said because uh, really, uh, at that point, uh, there's no need to do that. You gotta, you gotta get it under control way before 65. Okay. Anyway. Do what your doctor tells you to do, and so that you can live and and uh, do what God wants you to do. Anyway, uh, contact us if you need prayer, and uh, send us your prayer request. I'll be praying over some new prayer requests tomorrow morning. So Danielle, uh, make sure that that is in place. Daniel Ezekiel. I know that you will be in place, so make sure everything is perfect. Uh, Daniqua, make sure everything is coordinated as far as the, because we're going back, because uh, I did take off. And so I would love to start with the, one of the older Bible ones that have been done. You don't have to do anything new, but you need to coordinate it because uh, sometimes uh, you all get it mixed up. And 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 and, and uh, I know the the way new way that we're doing it, it can cause a little problem. So uh, have that ready for me tonight, and uh, have it uh, ready for me, uh, so I can have it uh, ready to go first thing in the morning. We don't want to start right where we are. We want to go back, and but we do want all of the proud requests that have been accumulated. Uh, on the prayer list. 
And so I want everyone to know now, if you want to participate in the uh, standing between the living and the dead uh, devotional service that we were doing at night, uh, our technician is doing something new. Uh, he's, he has fresh uh, messages that come on at 7. I will not be coming uh, on after that unless there's something God has laid on my heart to tell you uh, throughout the fall. I did it throughout the summer for multiple reasons. Uh, as you know, the devotional is uh, the devotional service uh, is designed for the morning time. It's designed for the morning time. Now, next summer, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live, we'll go back to the night, probably. Okay? And uh, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live. Uh, but the devotional service will be starting around 10 o'clock in the morning. And so you pray for us. And uh, if you are available, uh, join us. Uh, some of you can sneak it on your break on the job, and all of that kind of thing. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may, and may God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Let's stand for our closing prayer, even if you're sitting in your chair looking at the baseball and listening to me, baseball highlights, which are very good now. They, they finally got that together. <coughs> And for some reason, more baseball arenas are filling up. And I know some of you men, you're in the chair falling asleep, looking at the baseball and listening to me too. Uh, that's fine. But uh, uh, you can stand up if you're sitting in the chair. If you're lying down, you stay in bed without sleeping pills. And you relax and you chill. But you can pray as well. One of the things that uh, if we're in the bed sometimes and we're staying in the bed for a while, we'll sit up and make sure. And uh, in my case, I'm, I'm going to have to cover up with the sheets. Uh, sheet, uh, I'll put a t-shirt on or something because I don't, I don't like going before God with no clothes on. That's just me. I've been, I've been like that for 43 years. So if you sit up out of respect for God and pray. Because you need to pray too. Uh, cover yourself up with the sheet. You just can't sit naked and talk to God. I don't believe that's right. Anyway, let's pray. Holy Father God, hallowed be your name tonight. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to help all of your people to pray. Thank you, Lord, for giving us great understanding from your holy word. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, tonight for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and thank you for your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your holy word, and for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. I praise you, Lord, tonight for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. 
Lord, even with the technical difficulties tonight, uh, I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be here again. Uh, understanding that my days are numbered. Uh, and, uh, Lord, I pray and hope that you'll say to me, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, even with all of my faults and sins and failures. Uh, by your mercy and grace and through your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though I don't deserve that, and as you know, Lord, I don't deserve to even go to heaven. I deserve to go to hell. God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please forgive me and uh, Lord, help everybody to pray for themselves who is saved and born again and forgive us of our sins, our faults and our failures. Wash and cleanse our souls and our hearts and our minds and our consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow for those of us who are saved by your grace. Crucify, Lord, our flesh for those of us who are saved and born again tonight and fill us with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to die to ourselves, the flesh, and the world. And help us to be broken and humble before you. Help us not to think foolishly that it is all about us when it is not. And Lord, I do pray that you would deliver us, even tonight at this late hour, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Lord, help us all tonight who are born again and saved. Fill us, Lord, with, uh, give us, rather, your grace and your strength to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you, our first love in a very real sense. Lord, do it in all of our lives who name the name of Christ. In my family and outside of my family, in the lives of your believers across this country and around the globe. And Lord God in heaven, it seems like we're very, very few in number. But Lord, you know all about it. And so Holy Father God, I pray Lord tonight Um, that you would indeed uh, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning, Lord, in our families and outside of our families and other families that name the name of Christ, and cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my own wife, Marika White, permanently and forever. Uh, and uh, as I have told her many times over the years, uh, that she has been a thorn in the flesh. But I praise you and thank you for giving me the grace to overcome that and to use it uh, as grist to do the work that you've called me to do. 
However, I pray for the salvation of her soul that she will not continue to be a thorn in the flesh. I pray, Lord, for the salvation of all of my children, all of my offspring. I pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest. Uh, I believe uh, most of them are saved, but help them all to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. And uh, help them not to follow uh, the worldly spirit, but to follow you and to not follow evil family members uh, and uh, evil church members. Give them, they've been trained very well by me, by your grace. And so I thank you, Lord, for that privilege. And uh, however, they have to work out their own salvation. And I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts. Lord, from their hearts, their minds, souls, and spirits, and help them not to forget your holy word that was taught to them so strongly and so well and uh, that they have heard over and over and over again. All of these children have heard thousands upon thousands of sermons from me and others as well. So, Holy Father God, help them to walk in it. As your word says, here's the light, walk in it. Walk ye in it. And I pray that they would. For your glory, praise, and honor. And Lord, I have no worries. Because even though some may falter, some may fail, some may dip, some may uh, not continue as strongly as they should, I, I'm not worried because I know that this is a process. Lord, 43 years ago, as you know, I didn't know I would be doing what I'm doing right now. I didn't know what I would be doing uh, 20 years ago, what I'm doing right now. So, uh, it's all you. And how you rebuke us and you chastise us and you uh, work on us. And you, you if, if we're truly born again, we're going to end up where you want us to be. And I cannot begin to even imagine my life without you. And so I thank you for what you did with my life. I pray and I thank you in advance as to what you're going to do with the lives of my children. And, and what a wonderful, wonderful time, Lord, you gave us. Especially myself and my children. My wife was really not what she should have been in that. Uh, and hopefully they will learn as I learned from my parents, the negative, negatively, some positive things. And uh, uh, <coughs> but I thank you so much, Lord. I cannot imagine a family that was so used by you with just uh, their father and, and little children uh, who set up things even to this day where I can preach your holy gospel freely around the world. And they laid the foundation of it and, uh, and set up things for us to be able to now say after 20 years or so, uh, not counting 23 years before that, but after 20 years, over 20 years now, uh, these children have been engaged in ministry even to this day. Uh, and I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. 
Now, Holy Father God, I also pray, Lord, tonight that you will lift all of our burdens for everybody under the sound of my voice who is saved. Have your Holy Spirit to work mightily on each person who is under the sound of my voice right now in a special way in their lives and help them not, if they are saved, to not be discouraged and defeated and disgusted anymore. Help them to understand that all things work together for their good who are called according to your purpose. And Lord, I do pray tonight that you will lift every all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our feeble hearts and minds. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, I pray that you deliver us tonight and help us always to be a people who pray. When we pray, we mean what we say, and we say what we mean, and we don't just say words. And Holy Father God, deliver us tonight from all tribulations and trials and temptations, tests and tensions, and uh, uh, deliver us from all distresses and afflictions. But help us to learn our lessons before you get through with us. Break us, make us, and mold us to be what you would have us to be. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you would deliver each and every one of us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debts, student pro progress, problems, troubles, and difficulties. And Lord, thank you for remembering mercy in your rebuke and chastisement of us in the church and your punishment and judgment in the world. And we pray that you'll continue to do that according to your will and protect people in the world from a housing crisis, a, me a medical crisis, a utilities crisis, um, and a food crisis, which, Lord, we do have uh, in, in a limited fashion. But Lord, I do know it can, it could get really, really bad, and it should. But I pray that you would remember us all in your mercy and grace while we get our just chastisement, rebuke, and punishment at the same time. Thank you for doing that, and Lord, we pray uh, tonight that you'll bless and protect all of my family, uh, Especially, Lord, I pray for all of my children as I have prayed for since before they were born. Danny, Daniel, and Danita. Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, <coughs> Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. And Lord, all of my offspring. Lord, have them to get saved if they're not saved and to follow you and to be firm in following and obeying your holy word as they have been taught. And Lord, I do pray that you would protect us all tonight from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell. Even as we sleep tonight, surround us with your protection and a band of your holy angels. Help everybody in my family to realize that we're living in perilous times and not to take anybody for granted, uh, not to take anything for granted, and, and not to... Uh, uh, drop our God and let people uh, 
Hamash when it's when it can be avoided. And so surround the houses of everybody in our family and in the families of the people in this audience and the family of those who are named the name of Christ in this country and around the globe. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, have everything we do and say to be done for your glory, praise, and honor. For the lifting up of your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we do pray for sake. Amen. Amen.